0: back corner
1: when i'm not presenting <laughs> listening in and
0: listen in hey
1: everybody welcome to bash university live here on tuesday night we'll take a quick break watch john cruises on the tokyo rig
2: be a part of the show get some chances to win some awesome prizes as bass you go you know we didn't have that back then and dude it, it can just
0: gives me so much energy. I mean, like I'm dialed. I think
1: you can- Hey everybody, welcome to Bass University Live. <laughs> Matt, Matt's loving our high-tech uh, signal system that I we think, have. I think there is Gabriel. That means go. Man. That means go. That means go. That's the that's the old Dean's point. That, okay. means, that means go. But uh hey, welcome, welcome to the show. We are live from the Bassmaster Open on the James River. We're back again this year doing lives from the opens. Uh, and I'm thrilled to have my buddy here, Matt Right. a lot of you guys know him from BTL, and a longtime friend, and uh, you're out here getting after it at the Opens, I appreciate you being here, man. I am.
0: Uh, last time we were at the James River, I remember you walked past me last year, and uh, you gave me a little bit of title advice. And uh, I, I love the river. I love it. I appreciate that. You actually in my in the video that we ran on BTL for five minutes, giving some <laughs> some, some, some gems on title advice, since you have cashed a few checks on
1: title fisheries in your day.
0: you Got I, a trophy
1: on a title fishery, don't you? I yeah. I got a trophy on the Hudson River, and uh, that's title. Yeah, it seems like I had another. No, that's that's it.
0: Yeah. Hudson, yeah. So
1: anyway, so yeah, when they were like, "Hey, you want to jump on fast?"
0: You, I was like, "Well, I mean." I, I fished the James River last year. I'm a tide fishing expert now. Yeah, it was that the first time? Uh, yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, that was the first first tidal fishery. Yeah, I, I see. I'm the other way, right? Reservoirs. First time I sat the boat in a reservoir, I was like, "Why isn't the water moving? It's staying at the same level. Is it?" That's the you know. I
0: practiced with the guys at Cohen, and he's <laughs> from uh, from. Uh, Virginia, mm-hmm. and he's like, I don't see how you guys do it in the lakes. He's like, those fish could just swim anywhere. <laughs> he's like, and the level stays the same, and it's just, they're just in a big, giant hole. Yeah, And I'm like, eh, that's it's a little bit different than that. But yeah, he's like, it's like super predictable here. It it's is.
1: The it's whole life cycle. You call like the, you call the damn uh, generation schedule. We used to have to call back in the day, back in the 1700s when I started. Uh-huh. And uh, we get the, they come on with the audio, and you know, so 50,000 CFS is coming out of the dam and, and you're trying to, you know, figure out how to interpret that and how it's going to, I guess be, it's
0: the same thing, you know, exact same thing. Flow and high. I mean, just in different, you know, it affects them differently, it, but it, both play a know? critical role. Hey, You
1: know, cause I was thinking, except for you can't count on it on the reservoir, right? Cause it, the dam opera, they can change it at a moment's notice, but the same thing can happen here. Like on the James, the wind blows out of the South. Guess what? It'll stack that what water up. What day
0: practice was that? The first full day, uh, Sunday. It was like that.
1: It was stacked up. Yeah. Yep. You know? And it, if it blows out of north, it'll blow it out. Yeah. You know, and then it'll it'll change. The wind will change everything on the tides. So you gotta you gotta certainly account From for that.
0: South southwest at 10 to 20.
1: It's gonna make it a fun boat ride is what it's gonna do. This place
0: gets a lot rougher than I
1: realized. Well you know what it's it's gonna be southwest. So you're my car a car lot of direction. the river I, as I'm sitting here trying to get the direction as it because the river kind of runs southeast sort of so if the wind's coming southwest it's gonna be blocked by that west wind and you'll be you'll be okay on I mean we'll all be okay making those long runs because a lot of us are making that 70 mile boat ride. And uh, there, it's it's big. It's pretty wide. It's like what five miles wide at parts. Yeah, I mean, I did. I, I'm I
0: practiced in the same section, and then today the plan was let's go explore. And about twenty minutes in, I was like, why did I choose to explore? You know, like with one day of practice left, lower units are not like very <laughs> readily available and neither are props at this time. So yeah. I made a couple poor life decisions and then realized we're just going to pull out and go back to where I think I can get
1: some bites. Did you hit something?
0: No, but I mean, I saw uh, some stuff
1: that I could hit. Yeah. Well, see, I, I have my part, My partner, Brooks Parker. uh Happy 18th birthday, by the way, Brooks. Woo. Um, You're 18? Bro- happy hey. birthday. Bye. Yeah. We gonna- got a solid sunburn to go for your 18th birthday.
0: Pete <laughs> got you some aloe vera to <laughs> rub it on you after used over.
1: Well, I, I had Brooks in charge of like monitoring, so I wouldn't hit rocks or jetties or any yeah. anything gnarly, and he he was unsuccessful. Oh, you did you? Yeah, yeah. We 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 made contact at what, what rate of speed oh, i was i was at idle oh, okay you yeah. know yeah but no i was
0: in one area <laughs> and there was a boat fishing and all of a sudden he starts yelling and uh i like look over and i'm like oh hey and he's like no go right <laughs> there, there's a
2: apparently there was a barge
0: directly in front of me the fast idle that yeah. i was going to be right and those things are like nasty yeah
1: wood <laughs> and metal so i Narrowly inverted that by about ten feet, and went over and thanked him. Oh, that that's great that you yeah. were able to take that message. Did you ever try to wave somebody off and they didn't get the message? Like they keep waving at them, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like hey, they, they say hello and then they boom, they they run right yeah. into it. But uh but hey, uh, we have um, we're going to be talking about the the open here on the James River. Where uh, you guys, uh, anybody has any questions for me or Matt? Uh, we use your question on the air. We're going to hook you up with something really cool, like we always do at Bash U. And, um, of course, we got Riz in studio, who, who got us up and running on time. And, uh, man, you've been a world traveler, Riz. You're just fresh back from the Elite.
2: Yeah, that's right, Pete. Um, just to clarify for everybody out there, I was not fishing the Elite. I was just there, <laughs> <laughs> there working. But, uh, we actually had two awesome shoots, uh, this past week, guys, for, uh, what's going to be getting released out on bashu tv we worked with jesse wiggins down on uh smith lake alabama and when you want to talk about a guy putting the beat down on him good gosh it might have been a record for most fish catches on camera i mean he absolutely throttled them and the instruction that he did was absolutely outstanding you know the uh the spotted bass down there can sometimes be a trick of their own and jesse just absolutely unlocked the um unlock the key patterns to to how to get bites for the day and he he shared all that with us uh so that'll all be coming out on bashu tv real soon Uh, i think we released the spotted bass spawning pattern today um and there'll be a few more to follow and then we also pete we worked with Dollar Dollar bill lowen over there on on monday and that was a uh that was a treat to get into the boat with him and see how see how he breaks down a lake and uh puts his patterns together and uh so that'll all be stuff coming out it's going to be going to be dropping on bash U tv soon um guys if you're not signed up now's a great time to try out the program 30 days for free you get unlimited access to the entire bash university program that's over a thousand videos with one goal in mind to help you catch more fish um, as always on the bash university live we're going to be giving some stuff away tonight We have a $75 sponsor pack. Uh, All the sponsors that we work with here at the Bash University. We're putting together a Tackle Direct tackle pack brought to you by tackle direct and uh also we're going to have a facebook like and share going out the door tonight uh that's also going to be a 50 uh sponsor pack um headed out to somebody on the facebook airwave so guys if you're not signed up now's a great time to get involved uh sign up take a 30 day free trial you get all the access that a paying member would get on bashu tv but you get to try it out for 30 days free
1: outstanding and uh you know we got so much coming I can't wait to see all the great content i heard clips of the bill low and stuff and bill he catches limits more than anybody else on tour he, he, j- he will 12 pounds you to that's death that's how you get to a million dollars that's right and and <laughs> that's a lot of checks we we love him he's one of our most viewed uh seminar speakers and uh, i think that's part of it right because he's uber successful mm-hmm. and consistent but he's just uh very genuine in his in his delivery and his teaching uh such that you really get it, you know what I mean, when you're when you're watching him teach. So can't wait to to get that to you guys, and we'll have that all real soon, and as well as the Jesse Wiggins stuff and, and a lot more coming to Bass TV. And uh, Alex, how are you, buddy? It's good to have you with us tonight.
0: I'm doing good, Pete. I'm excited to hear from you guys, hear all that open setting up and definitely learn a little bit more, more about tidal fisheries. That's something I've never experienced before, so excited to get – you guys inside on that we got people already chiming in on both sides of the message board so mm. I have some good questions for you here in a bit
2: once once you're ready for them let's
0: hear one so the first one This is a good quick one to do Frank wants to know what phase are the fish in right now in the James River Pete they are in a state of confusion
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're actually what uh what I think is happening and it's really wild because down at at Chickamauga, where the elites were just the they were on the throes of the spawn but it wasn't a spawn it was like backed off like the what they're waiting seems like the fish there wait for the lake to come up the full pool before they commit to the spawn mm-hmm. and that's what 500 miles south of here
0: yeah it's weird on those lakes that fluctuate a lot like it was kind mm-hmm. of the same on cherokee in the last open it's the fish i don't know how they
1: sense it but
0: they said something's going on with the water, and they like wait till it stabilizes. you not agree.
1: I, I do agree. I think it's like genetics. We I was talking with Brooks about that today. That uh, you know these fish, I think they're a lot like salmon, where wherever they're born, wherever their mother and father spawn them, is the area that they go back really? to spawn. You know, I I, well, I never
0: and, heard
1: that. with that. It, that's a good theory. I it. Because had this the survival of the species is dependent upon it. So you can't have them all spawn in the same spot, so
0: they have to be spread out around
1: Right. Or if they spawn out in the salt water where there's current and all the eggs die, yeah. right, the species is going to get eliminated, right? So it ha- they have to find these really good hard bottom stable areas uh, where they spawn, and then I think the fish, you know, will, uh, you know, come back to that. That's, that's, I don't have any tagging studies on that that's my that's my theory i think they operate a lot like salmon do
2: i mean if you look at if you look at like tournament results over the years like there's there's definitely certain areas and certain sections of the lake that you know uh year in year out for seasonal patterns they just continue to to continue to outperform other sections of the lake and like you can run down you know any body of water and look at an area and be like damn that looks really good for them to spawn and make a hundred thousand casts in there and not catch fish because there ain't none there but you get in the right one and they're all there.
1: They're they're all somehow they got the message. But um but the uh the deal is as far as what's going on, what I've seen, I'm interested I wanna ask Matt what, what he thinks, but the um the, I find them starting to the spawn. We have a full moon coming on uh Saturday, the wa- main river water temperature and that's my always uh my key. It's not what the backwater temperature is but what the main body of water temperature is once that starts sniffing 60 degrees things start happening and we're seeing that i'm, I'm seeing 60 61 in places and uh i think we're at the we're going to see the first spawn uh take place i think i think that's it's going to be pre-spawn spawn action down here on the river that that's what i think is going on what do you think i agree uh
0: boat had a lot of pollen on it this morning when yep. I, I went to launch it had to clean the grass off for that uh i think the the, the pads and the, the grass has grown probably it looks like three or four inches in the last 48 hours it's unbelievable how <laughs> you know if you look at it on low tide and you can see a little bit under the water and then today you're like there's grass lines yeah <laughs> it's unbelievable and how how electric green and bright it is that shows it's fresh and i agree with that 60 yeah. degree number and then uh I, I caught a couple today fish that were just a little bit different color than i caught earlier in the in the week and that tells mm-hmm. me that there were probably some
1: fresh fish that just pulled up yeah yeah well for me, the big indicator was the, you know, the abundance of four to six pounders that I've been catching. Yeah. I noticed, <laughs> <laughs> I noticed the tails on those guys are warm. But uh, no, I'm just, you know. Have you any bloody t- fish? I have not. I haven't seen any, but, I, you know, I've seen a lot that look like half their eggs were gone. Right, you know what I mean. Their bellies were yeah. shrinking a little bit. At least you're catching your females. Though. Yeah, I, I saw. I had one day that I, I had five females. Oh man!
2: And if, dang, four to six pounders. It's such a pest. You know, I just <laughs> can't keep them off my stuff.
1: They're hard to off they're big ones like that. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but but a lot of it is, you know, man, oh man, it's it. The females are are always tricky to bite when you can't look at them. Mm-hmm. And it's so tricky on a tidal body to be able to see them, because at most, in very clear, in clear water, you have a window of whoa, maybe two hours around low tide, where, where you can visibly see them spawning.
0: Yeah, I went up and tried to look at what I thought was a bed, and I think I could not see the bed, and it was at low tide today, but it was yeah. still, like, sketchy
1: Yeah, at best. It's not super
0: clean this year, because I think, and the reason is because the grass isn't up to filter it.
1: That's true. I think you're right. Yeah, the the grass is just in its infancy and the pads are just starting to come up. Uh, But it was crazy because I I got here early because I haven't fished since November of last year. So it takes a day or two to get into it. It really does. I'm like, man, I want to go and I want to put a little extra time in. And uh, you know, make sure the everything's operating on the boat. You know what I mean, putting it through its paces too. Trolling motors well. not
2: wired backwards, one of those deals. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but every everything everything was functional. But anyway, we're on Saturday. I mean, I'm in my ice fishing parka. Yeah. it's Bibs. I mean, it's freezing out there. You know, but the water temperature was so it must have been warm. You know. Warm and
0: then cold. And, and then got cold warm it back up. Yeah. Put them in a little bit of a funk.
1: Well, a lot of times I remember um, we talk about this from time to time. The, the Dean Rojas record-setting bag yeah. occurred immediately following a cold Massive blast. Cold, cold blast, and then it jumped into eighty degrees for three days in a row, just like we're having this week. Three days in a row, eighty degrees. So, will we be able to break uh, Dean Rojas's record? Forty uh, forty-five Forty-five. You, you want a
0: forty-five degree <laughs> <bag? laughs>
1: Maybe over three days. Yeah. Hey, they catch, they catch ten pounders here at the James. Yeah. You know, you get yeah. Well, it's yeah. forty five pounds. You just need forty five two is the record. So you need yeah. forty five three.
2: Yeah, I okay. mean, there's, there's ten pounders there. You just catch. Got to catch five of those. It's why Easy not, enough. right? Yeah. Easy <laughs> Throw the big <laughs> line.
1: What's cool about this place is really, and I find unique is, uh, it's the only place I go to that. We get to fish Cypress trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, do you fish them? I mean, they're uh, in Louisiana.
2: Yeah,
0: they're not really in Oklahoma, but, uh, you know, I fish a bunch at uh, Rayburn before. Right. I fish a number of tournaments at Rayburn. And I like to run up with a Cypress star at Rayburn and flip
1: river uh, Yeah. So. But, yeah. no, they're
0: they're really cool. I mean, you, yeah. I, you can kind of treat them a little bit like a break wall for a dock or just different kinds. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're really cool here. They are. There's like four or five different types. There's like slick ones. There's ones with knees that are out. There's mm-hmm. ones that are mixed in with docks. There's ones that have a lot of knees around them. There's it's there's like four patterns within the patterns on these cypress trees. That's true. I didn't think
1: about it. Yeah, like that. it's not
0: just like cypress trees. There's mm-hmm. all sorts of different, the way,
1: you know, there's live ones, there's dead ones. That's, yeah, that's, that's true too. There's ones that are in the current yep. and they're on the deeper edges of things. Not very many of those and, uh, you know, a lot of them are in the ultra-shallow stuff, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I know it makes for great spawning habitat, uh, or at least I'm assuming. Yeah, it I don't think so. I mean, you know. You know uh, it's got everything
0: they need. My question is, do they just, like, to? okay, like, let's say there's a five-pounder on a cypress tree. Mm-hmm. Does that fish swim, I mean, I assume that fish, like, swims around the cypress, depending on the tide and the location and things, but, like, when it makes a bed where this is a question for you yeah where does a a spawning bass on a tidal river make a bed on a cypress tree because it's hitting it on incoming and then it's hitting it on the opposite side on outgoing and mm-hmm. then you have heavy shade on one and heavy shade on the other is there a specific and that's what i've not been able to figure out specific part of the tree when you think they are spawning or making a bed that is better to hit
1: on a cypress uh here's Here's an interesting thing, and we heard this. I don't know on the uh, the elite on Santa Cooper, <clears throat> and Hackney was flying um, in cypress trees for spawners, and he made the comment, and I agree with him that the beds are off. They're not. They're not sitting on the knees, or they're not sitting on the trunk. They're a little bit off. They're next to it. Okay. And I've seen that. I saw that last year down here because we were here in what, June? And we were, yeah, we were. Was it May? We had had the remnants.
0: Yeah,
1: we had the remnants. We had the remnants of the spawn. It was, I thought it was later. It might
0: have been. I thought, yeah, it might have been. It was still early enough that it didn't suck. Yeah, (laughs)
2: It was May. You you guys were there in May because I was there. It was the same week I was at Kerr for the region last year. And I remember that. We, you know, we were talking back and forth at that event. It was May, uh, 16th through the 18th.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. About a month, month from now. Yeah. On the, on, see, I was during that time, I was trying to figure out whether they were still what I was going to fish for smaller or post spawn.
2: Right. And I went,
1: post. I went after the shad spawn, uh, which was a terrible idea <laughs> uh, <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, I like, caught tons of fish yeah. and they were blasting spinnerbaits and it was a wall, but, um, but they just kept getting smaller. It seemed like they were still mixed in the spawn, I guess, you know, but I remember, um, well, I, I want to ask you about last year because you had a great comment, but, but back to the bed, yeah. like it's, it seems like they, they can't have too much current, right? So it can't be blasted. So it's gotta be on a tree that's somewhat, Not getting hit with a direct flow either incoming or outgoing, and the the closer you get to the dam, the less outgoing flow you're going to get. Um, you know, so. Anyway, so it it seems like they're in and around it when they make their bed. So your
0: ones that are in the direct current are feeding fish that are opportunistic based on the tide. The ones that are a little bit off and the more slack stuff, that's where you're more likely to get your your bed.
1: That's where I, that's, that would be my guess. Makes sense. You know, if you're counting your bites. But here, check this out. And this is interesting. Um, On the river we fish, uh, Delaware River, uh, we have a six foot, sometimes seven foot tide swim. Wow. Massive. Right. Wow! Yeah, it's That's like, 20- like looking up, it's crazy. So the, there's this one spot and I go to, and this is why I think about it brings me back to the, where do they come back to the same spot to make a nest? Um, the, the tide at three feet, there's a, like a seawall that comes out. It's three feet underwater at high. Okay. It's three feet above the water level at low. But that seawall ponds water. Right? I got you. it ponds water even when it's low tide. And there's this nest, it's always there. Every spring I go there, it's always there. And uh the nest is on top of the seawall. And when, you know, so here's the nest up here, and then here's the water level. It's three feet low. There is no fish, there's no guarding. Bass on that nest. He guards. It patrols the outside. And like just jumps the up there. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> like a bird. <laughs> I got you. He jumps back down. He's got weapons. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, Switch do
0: <laughs> Oh, that's interesting.
1: So when the tide comes up and floods it again, he just jumps right back on, huh? And guards it. So I'm. You're thinking, that's I'm gotta thinking, be the
0: same fish that has found the perfect scenario.
1: Yeah. You know, with the exception of birds coming along to yeah. eat his eat his eggs, the, the bluegills are no threat at that. But I'm thinking about that here. Like, do they do the same thing? Because those cypress get dirt shallow. Yeah. At dead low. There there's this much water, you know, out in, in a I rainforest. just assume they back you know. up and they just sit there and watch it. Yeah. I think they do the same thing. They I'd love to ask,
2: ask a biologist how long the nest or the eggs could stay out of water.
1: I wouldn't, I would say probably, my guess would be no time out of water, right? They gotta be, they gotta have water on. But so that's is, a where that fish knows what the tide is to where on low tide, it's still yeah. wet. Yep. And even a bl- and they even maybe have to prepare for the blowout lows.
2: So how much water is on that, on that? that seawall then at low cuz the way you were describing it, it made it sound like the water dropped all the way down off of it
1: it does it does it's that's what to... i'm describing it drops 3 so feet so the, fit, the water line is
0: down here then you've got a seawall here and, and there's and like and a, and a there's a, 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 f- there's and a nest there's
1: a bed up, a bed up there with eggs and then the tide comes up and so, then it goes so up.
2: it's literally on it's on just it's out of the water
1: it's a le- like it's, a ledge it's above the water level but that that's that whole it puddles. You got to take oh, like, a gotcha. like it.
2: Okay. Two
1: water okay. over the nest.
2: That's crazy. Only it is insane. River.
1: I'm a, i'm We're gonna we're gonna go back and you got to do that. Video. Yeah, you got to do yeah. a video of that for Bass You. Yeah. i When Nate Nate coming down next <laughs> week, like <laughs> with the Advanced tutorial. Yeah, you know There'll be there'll be one other person in the country who's ever uh, in a situation to catch them like that, but uh, but but unique. But but that's what I'm thinking. You know what they do here? They might do the same thing, and uh, and back off a little bit. But they 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 get um, incredibly difficult to catch. You know, the, especially the big girls do uh, when they're in that situation. So uh, so I don't know. I'm a i am I heard uh, shout out to five alive bassmasters. They were down here and um i can't see that sign rich but i see you trying to hold a sign up oh the uh
2: nope have, Nothing.
1: and uh we love those guys and, and a lot of a lot of those guys are bashing members down here uh with like 50 boats and the winner had 20 plus pounds a day uh this past weekend so um we you know they set the bar pretty high for us yeah that's true that's yeah. a four-pound average for those counting at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> four plus. Yeah. We don't see that, right? Like, uh, what did uh, Brandon had a big bag one day? Yeah, yeah. I think he had fifty something. Right. It's so hard to do. Like, typically when we come here in the summer, it's like twelve pounds a day, and you're a hero. You know. I think it just gets blasted so hard. And
0: two hundred and thirty boats on it. Yeah. I mean, blasting.
1: It does I get no blasted.
0: Experience that. But
1: yeah. Well, the, I mean, the, the locals fish here, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like the people that live around the James river, man, they've got boats and they use them. I, I was uh, in a, up upper Creek today and there was two, you know, local guys just, just out fishing in a tiny tiny little Creek and um, you know, that's, that's what you see. So yeah, these fish, these fish get a little bit of fishing pressure add to it two hundred and thirty boat field and uh, it's quite it's it's quite a challenge to to do well in these things it is. you know a lot of pressure
0: yeah uh, how, so one more question then in your opinion do you think especially this time of the year each tide cycle brings new fish up so like if you're fishing a rowdox a row of cypress a grass line whatever mm-hmm. it is you know it's a you go there the next day it, it seems to me like there's a lot of I mean I don't I, I mean if you're going down and you know that 10 boats have gone down and you're still getting bites on it. I mean, there's gotta be fresh fish every tide cycle mm-hmm. that are kind of coming up and kind of coming up and utilizing it.
1: And I, I, I think under the conditions that we're enjoying down here yeah, right now, I think there's a lot of fresh fish moving around. I think, I think you have a population that's moved, that's on the move. And, oh, I and, and like I was talking with works of practice, you know, places where we get one or two bites today, you know, we, we may get, we may see twice that. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, <laughs> you know, counting. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> hopefully I keep saying it's, it's going to happen.
1: <laughs> Minus the fishing pressure. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the big one, right? You know, if nobody else was in the tournament, I think I could catch a fair amount of fish. It, oh yeah. It'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, it would be when we leave the, the, the locals are going to have a field day down here, but, uh, Is your event but, Thursday,
2: <laughs> Friday, Saturday?
1: Yep. It is nice. Yep. Nice. And it's a big unknown, you know, you even though the population I think is is probably moving towards the spawn and increasing its presence in, in those areas, um, I mean, you saw it, I, I practice, it's a revolving door. Anywhere that could possibly be a fish caught, there's been 10 boats there before you and there will be 10 boats there after you've left. So they're looking at our baits, they're getting exposed to them. And it's going to, it's just going to flat out make them harder to catch.
0: Yeah. David Walker said something to me one time. I was interviewing him before one of the classics at Grain. And I used mm-hmm. to always ask, well, are you catching them? And, and he said, well, that's not the right question. He said, cause I'm fishing where I think the fish are going to be, not where they're at now. Good. And I just thought, I've always kind of thought that. And then this was, you know, eight, nine years ago that he mm-hmm. said it, but I've always kind of kept that in the back of my head. Like, yeah practice for where you think they're going to be, not where they're at now, which is really hard to do. That's what I think makes the best guys in the world, the best guys in the world, because mm-hmm. they can figure out, you know, where they're going to be and take one or two little cues and then roll with that going into the tournament with the change conditions. That that is
1: because I think I agree. We call it like fishing the developing pattern. Yeah, I mean this is
0: I've never this is the most developing pattern I've ever seen. Like what yeah. happened today out there, like it was just yeah. well everything's different than it yeah. was yesterday. Like visually, it yeah. felt different, it looked different, water color was different, mm-hmm. and the vegetation was different, the fish were positioned differently. Mm-hmm. I thought it was it
1: was wild what happened in twenty four hours. Yeah. I thought so. You're right, and that grass grows fast, and the fish are going to move fast in this condition and. But what will happen, and this is where I think a lot of tournaments get won, is guys guys will practice in an area and not catch them. And people have a tendency to compete in the places where they practice. Mm-hmm. And and I know that, you know, well, why, why would you compete in a place you didn't practice? But, like, if you caught them or didn't get any bites in a place, you're likely not going to be there during the tournament. And the – but if you can get one or two clues, one or two bites in an area and anticipate that there's going to be a movement or anticipate that maybe the weather conditions benefit you, whether it's cold front or warm front, you know, and may double your bites or triple your bites in that area, you'll, you'll be ahead and you won't receive the pressure uh, because other guys will have, you know, tried and not caught them and bailed. So that that developing pattern, man, it, I believe is the key to winning any term. I agree with David Walker and your, you know, your discussion with him. Uh, you'll you'll notice it with everybody that wins. You know, that's what they're always looking for, and uh, and that's how they're catching them. So hopefully we can be on it this week. You know, um, that's the point. You know, with minus twenty mile an hour winds and all that other stuff. But uh, but I'm, I'm psyched for it. But I remember last year you had you said like your best practice day ever
0: yeah it was Down just there. i had just had
1: a, a freak day
0: cuz i was a, a little not sketched out but i didn't know what to expect with the with the tidal system and all that mm-hmm. and uh, and it's kind of cool when you're so new to a different type of fishery you notice like you're trying to make it make sense right mm-hmm. so it just so happened that my first bite was a big one and then it made sense to me. And then everywhere else I stopped was identical to it, and I got a big bite there, too. You know, it was out. Oh, they, they were big post spawn fish, and they were on the. And uh, I I didn't know anything about the river, so I ran around and found four or five spots like it. Every one I stopped on, I caught a big one. I wasn't able to replicate it in the tournament, though.
1: I mean, I, I had because of fishing pressure or
0: uh execution primarily mm-hmm. i lost a couple and you know there were we had a big bag in the boat My mccungler did really well uh in that event he had a six and a five behind Ooh. me on day two and then i i lost a couple but i mean it it changed it changed yeah. as that week went on and mm-hmm. and i was fishing where you know i stuck i was committed you know to that same pattern that was the first day of practice which was a week before the tournament started and something changed in there and i was so you know kind of blind to any changes because it was so good on that that first day when i set the hook well then you know obviously the rest of the week every time you get one and don't set the hook you're like
1: well it's got to be a big one especially
0: in the current tide there
1: so i call up a lot of little ones well well I, I mean that's it's great body water yeah you had a great practice one of the things that you talk about execution and we suffered with it this week did you did you run in the barnacle situation oh yeah it's brutal it is I mean yeah. it
0: doesn't just break your line, it mangles your line. Like mangles it. Yep. Like just frays it, destroys it. Doesn't matter if it's ten pound test or twenty-five pound test. Or
1: braid, fluoro, anything. It just slices right through it. Yep. Yeah. What's the deal with four- that,
2: Pete? Why why so so much barnacle?
1: Uh you know, it's it's right near the, the brackish water uh line and the barnacles are thriving here in the chip. Right. And uh, you know, they're unusually sharp huh. and i'm, I'm that same thing like man is it time of year that maybe they're growing or their shells are not growing and they're
2: does it seem, a- does it seem like they're like more than the last few years or 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 what
0: uh, I didn't there's Barnacles on cypress. There's barnacles on dock posts. Yeah. Barnacles on seawall. My my only thought would be maybe as the if, if there's an x number of barnacles, and I know they like grow, but maybe as the tides go down and back, the current as the year progresses dulls the edges, and since they're
1: so new right now, they're really sharp. That would be the only thing that I could think of. That and and the other thing that I that I could think, and I don't know because I haven't been. But, but if they had drought. The saltwater line will creep up, right, right, and and it will uh, bring those barnacles right with it. And I don't know if that took place. Did you catching said? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> Did, <laughs> redfish, redfish, Michael <laughs> Trout. You know, we saw. Get caught, me, me and Brooks. But uh, but now that those zeepers. I caught a. Uh, I and somebody right now is telling a story about this giant that got away mm. because I caught. I caught a fish that was, uh, that broke off. Line was frayed up and, um, and it was a pound and a half fish, but somebody's telling the story. Could be me. About the great big one that got away. And that, and that's so you know, that's a big, that's a big moon down here. That's going to break some hearts. Cause I mean, these giant Florida's get around those, those knees, man. And, and they will slice your line up big time. So, well, how heavy did you go on your line? Uh, I mean, I was flipping twenty five. Mm, and then just slays through that. Yeah.
0: Mm. I don't think it matters.
1: Yeah. I mean, once it starts, it goes. Yeah, I got, I got thirty, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go up to thirty. I think. Uh, to yeah, see, just see. Blow them over the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Set a hook and Or. <laughs> <laughs> or the fish will be looking at me like nah, be, there's be flying yeah. over the boat yeah. on
0: every hook set. You need help
1: with that. On his boat clip is eight. They'll be looking at that rope I'm throwing, and they're like, "Pete, there's no way we're biting that yeah. fake lure yeah. with a rope on <laughs> a flat side crank on that too." That's what you <laughs> tell you. Uh, you, so might you might
2: know. be onto something there. Throwing it, start throwing a jerk bait on thirty pound uh, flora Get a whole uh-huh. different kind of action out of that bait.
1: I mean, I mean Hank throws 16. Why not 30?
2: Yeah. Why not?
1: Why why not? Just
2: dead in the action. Be good to go.
1: <clears throat> hey, we're what we're gonna do is and I, I wanna we're gonna take a break here in just a minute, but I, when we come back, I wanna talk about and, and talk to you guys that are watching, uh, but I want to talk about how to win or the challenges of a big field, like a two hundred boat field, how to overcome that, how to overcome the fishing pressure. Things you've learned, things that I've learned over the years on 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 how to deal with that, because it's tricky. It's not just about finding the right pattern. Uh there's there's a lot more that, that can get involved with trying to win uh win one of those things. Brooks, can you come over here for a second? Yeah. I just I before we, and we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back, but I just wanted to Brooks has had a cameo appearance on our show before. <laughs> Wait, Brooks. Brooks, 18th birthday, buddy. Thank you. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. And and uh, Brooks, wait, wait a minute. You're going, you're going on a scholarship to fish in Alabama. Uh, tell us about your school and where you're going to be competing next year. Shoot, I don't really know where I'm going to be uh, next year. Um, I know they go all over. Um, the school I'm going to is in Alabama. It's a little school it's called University of Malabalo. Um, Clint Davis, <laughs> mm-hmm. is that where he was? Yeah, Clint Davis.
0: The he was the rookie of the year on the FLW tour. Yeah,
1: yep. he's a bash University instructor yep. as well. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be going there. It's it's by Lay Lake in Alabama, yep. and you the schedule's not out yet. No, not yet. Not 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 for next year. Okay. So I, I have no idea where I'm going to go, but I don't know. It might be all over the place. Well, we're keep us posted. We're gonna be we're gonna be talking about the uh, schedule online and or uh, on the show, and we're gonna follow you and root for you. And, mm-hmm. uh, Wish you the best now that you're now that you're a man.
0: <laughs> he, you
1: know, he showed up to practice a boy. He's leaving a man. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, happy birthday again, Thank and um, and we're you know we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna to talk to you guys about the complexities of a big giant field. How you can win those tournaments. We'll be right back after this message. Work.
2: Huh. Aquaview the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for, catch more fish, have more fun. AquaView, seeing is believing.
1: Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly
2: losing less fish.
1: Is the sensitivity of the rod.
2: That's made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod. 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina.
1: The drop shot rod, the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out there in a tournament.
2: Durability in the John Cruz Worming series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite.
1: On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minn Kota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together. The One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count.